Amen. I need your prayers and your amens. Father, we thank you now for this day and another privilege to come before your presence to study your word. I ask, dear Father, that you would please forgive me of all my sins. Anoint me now for my assignment. Hide me behind the cross. Let your people see none of me and all of you. Lord, put your words in my mouth, your thoughts in my mind, and use me as an instrument that I might minister to these, your people. Lord, heal all hurt, heal all disease, comfort broken hearts and minds in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray, dear Father, that you would touch each and every one of us at our point of need even right now. Lord, I pray, dear Father, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart would be acceptable in thy sight. For you are truly my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Psalm number 40, reading from the New King James. Hear the word of the Lord. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my steps. He has put a new song in my heart, or in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it and fear, and will trust in the Lord. Thank you. You may have your seat. The grass withers and the flower thereof fade away, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Amen. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. But he didn't just hear my cry. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and establish my steps. He put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it and hear and will trust in the Lord. Look at your neighbor, say neighbor, neighbor. with your prayers and your amen. Pastor going to talk about when life is the pits. Amen. When life is the pits. I, I, I heard about this couple uh, wasn't getting along too well and they hadn't been getting along for a long time. Matter of fact, it was years they were going through this rocky relationship. They'd argue all the time and finally one day the wife couldn't take it anymore. She said to her husband one day at breakfast in the middle of an argument, she said, you know, I began to pray that God would take one of us out and take one of us to heaven. And she said, and when God answers my prayer, I'm moving in with my sister. Y'all, life is really bad. <laughs> when we begin to pray that our spouse would die, 
I mean, but, but that truly really happens in some cases because you, you know that you are in a pit when that happens. Beth Moore has written a book called Get Out of the Pit, or Get Out of That Pit. And she says on the cover, this is straight talk from a farmer pit dweller. Beth Moore in this book, Get Out of That Pit, says that she herself for so many years while teaching Bible study had no idea how many people live life in a pit. I mean, we talking about drug addicts, alcoholics, gamblers, and uh, whoremongers and adulterers, but you wouldn't believe uh, some good church folk live in pits. Beth Moore, in her book, she begins to teach on this topic about being in a pit, and, and she's, she said these ladies would come to her conferences and her Bible studies, and these weren't people that just felt like coming because it was a special occasion, but these were people who wanted to be there, people who wanted to grow, women who were really seeking a deeper relationship with God. And when she shared uh, about the pit, she asked these women, how many of them would say that they were in a pit? Needless to say, the cream of the crop, the Christian women who were seeking God, many of them raised their hand because they understood or they realized that they were living life in a pit. And she was amazed, y'all, at how many ladies raised their hand. And, and if I would ask some of these brothers in here, they probably would raise their hand too. I, she, Beth concludes, y'all, that Christians are good at pretending. Let me say it again. I say Christians are, are good at pretending. They are good at acting like they got it all together. They are good at pretending like they are walking in victory and soaring high with the Lord. We are good pretenders. And the truth of the matter is, many of us who are sitting in here today are pretending. Just faking it. You, you laughing to keep from crying. I wish I could talk to somebody in here. I, I mean, you, you smiling, but inside, you're whining on the inside. Smiling on the outside, but people just don't know what's going on on the inside. And we might as well just call a spade a spade. Many of us in here, all of us in here, sometime or another, have found ourselves in a pit. Because the writer of this psalm, David, who was a man after his God's own heart, lets us know it doesn't matter how holy you are. It doesn't matter how close to God you are. All of us at some time or another will find ourselves in a pit. I wish I could talk to somebody in here. David, he is a man who wrote over half the psalm. The same man who said, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. Found himself in a pit. 
the same man who said, the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear, found himself in a pit. The same man who said, weeping may endure for a night, but joy going to come in the morning, found himself in a pit. The same man who said, God is my refuge and my strength, a very present help in trouble, found himself in a pit. And David lets us know if it can happen to the best of us, it can happen to the rest of us. All of us. I wish I had somebody here. Henry David Thoreau said the mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation because the truth of the matter is they are in pits. And the sad thing about it is, y'all, we don't have to be in a pit, but there are times we find ourselves stuck in a pit. And you don't have to be no alcoholic or no drug addict. You don't have to be none of that. You can just be living life, minding your own business and find yourself in a, in a pit. There are folk in a pit, in the pit of depression. There are folk in the pit of a defeative mindset. There are folk in the pit of low self-esteem. I wish I could talk to somebody in here. There are many people who are in a pit who just don't feel good about themselves. But listen, I got some good news for you today. If you're in a pit, I know somebody can get you out. But first of all, you got to admit you're in a pit. I wish I had somebody in here. I, I say, first of all, you got to admit you're in the pit. Because a great multitude of people are living in a pit. So maybe, maybe you just don't know you're in a pit. Well, 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 here it is, here it is, here it is. Think, think with me about a pit, a pit, a well. Without water in it, it's deep, it's a dark hole. And when you get in a deep, dark hole, you feel stuck. You ever felt stuck where you can't get out of something? Can't make no progress? Can't go forward, can't go backwards? You try to free yourself, and when you're stuck, the more you're stuck, the more you try to free yourself, the more you get sunk. Into what you're in. Oh, y'all want to act funny with me, huh? Uh, okay, I got word on my side. Jeremiah can tell you about being stuck. In Jeremiah chapter 38, here Jeremiah is, and he says, watch this. He was in a pit. Uh, y'all remember Jeremiah, right? They put him in a pit because he was talking about how God was going to come in and chastise the children of Israel for their disobedience. So he says this. So they took Jeremiah and cast him into a, the dungeon of Malchiah the king's son, which was in the court of the prison, and they let Jeremiah down with ropes, and in the dungeon, in the pit, there was no water but mire, so Jeremiah, watch this, sank in the mire. See, when you are stuck in some stuff, when you try to get out of some stuff, you ever find yourself sinking in the stuff that you're trying to get out of? Are y'all with me? Have you ever been in a place where you were sinking in mud, and if you, know, if, if, if you know anything about mud, when you get stuck in it, the more you try to free yourself, the more sunk you get. Anybody ever ran in a ditch or ran off the road? Some of y'all, like me, been some places you ain't have no business and got stuck. 
I'm talking about in my younger days. You don't have to. I told you. I told you if you're going to be in a pit, you're going to get out of it. You got to admit it. But I, some of y'all know what it feels like to be stuck, be somewhere where you ain't have no business being, and you were in a rush trying to get out of way wherever you were, and end up getting stuck in what you were in, and you don't want to have, you don't want to call on nobody to get you out of what you're in, because you don't want nobody to know that you're in what you're in. So you're trying to get yourself out what you're in. I wish I had some real people in church this morning. Uh, but but, 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 but you spinning your wheels. And the more you try to get out, the deeper you get in. <laughs> so eventually you break down. You got to call a record to get you out of what you're in because you're stuck. See, when, you, when, you, when you're in a pit, if you, if you know you're stuck in a dead-end relationship that ain't going nowhere, that's a pit. You're stuck on a dead-end job that you, can't get, you feel like you can't progress anymore. That's a pit. You're you, you stuck in, in, in a marriage. I wish I had some help in here. And y'all can't get along. I mean, it's like you fighting every time you look at each other. Y'all can't get along. You can't stand him and he can't stand you. That's a pit. I mean, you, 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 you wake up in the morning to go to a job that you hate. That's a pit. And you stuck because you know you need the money. When you stuck. When you're in a pit, you know you're in a pit. When you're stuck, here's another characteristic of the pit. Watch this. Not only when you're in a pit, you're stuck, but in a pit, you can't stand. See, 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 see. You know you're in a pit when you. I, why? David, David said again in Psalm 69, verse number two. He said, "I sink deep in mire, where there is no standing." I have come into deep waters where the floods overflow me. Look, look. See, you can't get your feet together. It seems like every time you put one foot forward, you go two steps backwards. That, that, that's a pit. You can't, you can't stand on firm ground. It seems like every time you try to move, because, see, when you're slippery, when you're in a pit and it's muck and miry, every time you try to move, you can't get your feet together. You, you're slipping and sliding. And, you know, in order, to, in order to make it in life, you got to have your feet together. Because Paul said, having all to stand, you got to, against the wiles of the devil. And if your feet ain't secure, if, if, if things ain't gone, if you can't get your feet together, that your, your feet is a, a sign of your walk with God. And, and, and listen, David says, listen, you're in a pit when you're standing, when you fall for anything like we are uh, on the other day. Uh, I know I'm going to hurt somebody's feeling, but all you, you uh, celebrity preacher followers, Donald Trump invited some black pastors to come to the White House. And we had some brother, I, I don't even want to say his name, he, he's standing there talking about how Donald Trump has done more for black people than any president in history. 
Better ask somebody. I love the Lord. He heard my cry. And they had and, and and they had preachers sitting around and black preachers and he had a poster boy because nowadays, you know, John Gray is the the face, what they say, of the black preacher, the celebrity preacher, the gospel according to John Gray. He's sitting at his right side, right beside Donald Trump. While this dude's saying all this crazy stuff. See, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And so when they interviewed him and asked him what was going on, he said he thought they were coming there for something else, to talk to Donald Trump about something else. But my point is, if I get in there and you start trying to tell me how good Donald Trump is to black people, I'm just going to say, hold up, wait a minute. You got to ask somebody. Because I didn't come here for this now. If you're going to tell something, let's tell the truth. Because he ain't did nothing for me. As a matter of fact, I, I'm just going to tell you, he's the most racist president i ever seen in my life. He makes, look, he's the one who made prejudice popular. He bring it back in fashion. It used to be out of style, but now it's back in style. But when you when look, you know you're in a pit when you can sit in there and you're supposed to represent God's people. And you can't stand if the preacher, we're the only free voice you have. And if we don't speak up for you, who will? You got to learn how to be able to stand and you stand on the word of the Lord. You got to have your feet straight. You got to be strong in the Lord. Have your armor on that you might be able to stand against the wise of the devil. And I'm not just talking about John Gray. It was a whole room full of black preachers. And not one of them opened their mouth to say, Brother, I disagree. I don't know how much he paid them. I don't know what he promised them. But I'm just being real with you. I, I stand for what God stands for. And I'm going to call a spade a spade. Right is right and wrong is wrong. There's this story that was told this man that uh, 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 he, he, he got stuck. He got stuck out, out on the farm. He was riding through some area of business, some relatives, got stuck out in, the, in, in some farmland. And, and he was trying to get himself out, couldn't get himself out. And... All of a sudden, he heard a voice. He said, hey. The man was on the track. He said, hey, I'll pull you out for 50 bucks. He said, really? He said, yeah, 50 bucks. I'll get you out. This was in the middle of the day. A farmer tells a brother, he said, man, I'll pull you out for 50 bucks. He said, okay, finally, because he couldn't get himself out. So he had the farmer to come over. He hooks up to his car, pulls him out of the mind, out of his stuck situation. Then he says to him, he said, man, I appreciate you pulling me out, uh, giving the $50. He said, but when do you find time to farm? Do you farm at night? He said, no. He said, at night, that's when I put more water in the hole. <laughs> so that when y'all come through the next day and get stuck, I can pull you out for 50 bucks. 
Because, y'all, that's how the enemy does. He starts watering down stuff. You think he going to try to give you a hand up, but he really he's trying to give you a hand down. He's really pushing you down. Don't fall for the tricks of the devil. You know you're in a pit. When you're stuck, you can't stand, but watch this. You can't even see. I'm just telling you, when, you, when, when you're a pit, you can't see. Nothing seems right for you. Matter of fact, it's always somebody else's fault. The stuff that go on in your life. You want to see, it's so much. Nothing is right with nobody else because everything's wrong with you. God ain't been good to me. My friends ain't good for me. The job ain't working out for me. I can't see straight. Because, see, when you're in a pit, if you ain't careful, you'll tend to look within rather than to look up. Because it's some light, but you got to look up to see the light. Are y'all with me? When you're, many times, people can't see. They have no vision. Because when you're in a pit situation, you got limited view. You can't see past where you are. And no matter of fact, all you do when you're in a pit, you most of the time you want to look down. Because to look up means that there's a ray of light, but I can't get to it. Many times we don't see life clearly. We don't see things the way God wants us to see them. But Paul says in Ephesians chapter 1, he said, I'm praying that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. But the only way your eyes going to be enlightened, you got to spend some time in his word. See, too many times, y'all, we look to the wrong source when we find ourselves in a pit. You look to your friends. You look to your job. You look to your career. You look to your own self trying to get yourself out of the pit. But you can't get out on your own. Because sometimes, y'all, God puts you in that situation. So all you can do is look up to him. Because many times when you're, when you're on your own, see, this is what happens. We like to read them self-help books. That tell you, you know, if you pray so many times a day and, and if you uh, fast so much a week, then God will hear your prayer. And you think that you, your, it, it's based on what you do. But it's not based on what you do. Your coming out of the pit is based on your relationship with God. If the more you spend time with him, the more you focus on him, the, the more you'll be able to come out of your pit situation. All of us live in pits. But I want to tell you, a great multitude live in pits. But y'all, the good news is we got a great God to get us out of our pit. Listen what David said. While I was in my pit situation, I waited patiently on the Lord. He said, and while I was waiting, he said, then the Lord inclined unto me. Now watch that word waiting. It doesn't mean I just waited a second. It means I kept waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And then he says, I, 
he inclined to me and he heard my cry. So watch this. If I'm going to get out of my pit, this great God going to get out of my pit, get me out of my pit, you know what I got to do first? I got to cry. I know y'all don't like that word. The word cry is also another word for uh, pray. It's crying out to the Lord. It's crying out to him. To talk to God. Cry out to God. He say, I cry. The Lord heard my cry. He heard my plea. And the, the cry is just a continuous on and on and on. I kept on crying to God. I kept on asking God over and over and over again. When are you going to get me out of this mess? When are you going to heal my body? When are you going to fix my marriage? When are you going to fix my children? When are you going to get me a promotion on my job? When are you going to do this? Lord, I cry out to you. I asked you yesterday. I asked you today. I'm talking to you over and over and over and over again. Again, when, Lord, how, what do you want me to do while I'm in my pit situation? I'm waiting on you. But watch this. I ain't waiting and whining. I'm waiting and working while I'm in my situation. Because, y'all, you can't be sitting around with a pity party. He said, watch this. He says, while I was in the pit, he heard my cry. So the good news is if I cry to God, my cry is not a vain cry because God's going to hear my cry. And when he hears my cry, watch this, he's going to do something about it. He said, he also, he heard my cry, brought me up out of the horrible pit and then established me on a rock because he knew my feet were shaking in the miry situation. But now the Lord has put me on a rock. Y'all know who the rock is, don't you? Jesus is the rock. He's the firm foundation. See, when you got your feet on the right foundation, when you put your trust in the Lord, then you know you're on good foundation. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I mean, when you learn how to turn to God and stand on the word and the promises and the premises of God, God got a way of establishing your feet, and it doesn't matter how the wind blows. It doesn't matter if the storm rises. It doesn't matter if something come up against you. No weapon form against you will be able to prosper because you were founded on a rock. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. You say he set my feet upon a rock and he established my, my steps. He established my steps. When God, let me tell you something, when God bring you out He's going to establish your steps, but watch this. He's going to give you a song. Yeah. I ain't making it up. He say, listen, he brought me out. He established my steps and gave me a song. He put a new song in my mouth. Now, let me just tell you something, y'all. That's a sign of a person that's been delivered. When you really been hooked up with the Lord and the Lord done brought you out of some stuff, you ought to have a song. I wish I could talk to somebody here. You ought to have a song in your heart. You may not be able to sing a note, but you can still hum a song. Am I talking to anybody in here? I mean, anybody got a song? This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, sinking the minds no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry, and from the waters he lifted me. Now safe am I, Jesus saved. 
That's my song. I wish I had some help in here. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Through many dangers, tars, and snares, I already come. It was grace that brought me faith this far, and grace will lead me home. I got a song, y'all. If it had not been for the Lord, who was on my side? I wish I had somebody in here. Anybody else got a song? I don't know what your song is, but I know you ought to have a song that whenever you get in trouble, you can just keep on singing that song because the enemy going to try to tell you that the Lord is not good to you. But anybody know that the Lord will make a way somehow? You just sing a song when you get in trouble, when you go down, when you're going through stuff. Sing a song. trying to tell you when you're in the pit God gonna bring you out he gonna establish your steps he gonna give you a song but I love this y'all he gonna give you a story to tell you I swear I ain't making it up he says many will hear it and fear and watch this will trust in the Lord because when you go through your pit situation when you go through some hard times, see, ain't nothing like when the Lord bring you out and you got a story to tell somebody. Matter of fact, you need to tell your story. Don't sit on your story because there's somebody that's been going through what you just came out of. And they need you to they need to hear your story about a man named Jesus that reaches to the guttermost and saves to the uttermost. Somebody that can pull you up. When the world put you down and I wonder if I got anybody here this morning that don't mind testifying that the Lord has given you a story to tell somebody in here you were sick on your sick bed and the doctor had wrote you off but God stepped in your room and put healing in your body and now you got a story to tell somebody in here your marriage was on his way to divorce court but you called on the name of the Lord, and now you're still together. Matter of fact, living happily ever after. Is there anybody here that know what I'm talking about? God is able to give you a story. And I know I'm sitting in here right now with some folk that got a testimony of how good the Lord has been. I just need you to touch your neighbor and encourage your neighbor this morning and say, neighbor, I got a story. I got a story. God been good to me. He made a way for me. He brought me up out of a horrible pit. As a matter of fact, I don't look like what I've been through. See, he brought me out of a pit. You don't see no mud on me. You don't see no stains on me because I serve a God that know how to cover me when he bring me out of some stuff. Ain't God all right? Ain't God all right? Is there anybody here that can testify? He will bring you out. Tell somebody if you trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean to your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all his ways he will yes he will he'll direct your path ain't god all right ain't he all right i'm so glad that the lord brought me out 
gonna be be here and act like I made it on my own. I need some real folk that know that where you are right now, if it had not been for the Lord who pulled you up and set your feet on the solid rock, you could have been dead. You should have been dead. But thank God for his mercy. I'm here today because of his grace. Ain't God all right? I'm here today because Jesus died for my sins on a hill called Calvary. He was buried in a borrowed grave. But early Sunday morning, got up from the grave with all power in his hands. Ain't he all right? Say yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I know he's all right. Come on, bless his name. Come on, bless his name. Come on, bless his name. Tell somebody he'll pick you up. Tell him he'll pick you up. If you're in a pit right now, he'll pick you up. Just call on God. Just call on God. Say, Father, I stretch my hand. I stretch my hand to thee. No other help I know. If thou withdraw thyself from me, where can I go? Ain't God all right? Ain't he, ain't he? Ain't he all right? Ain't he all right? find yourself stuck sinking when you find you can't stand and you can't see life clearly everything is about somebody else it's always somebody else you know you're in a pit but we have a great God that can get us out of our pit and when he brings us out he gonna establish our steps he gonna give us a song and gonna give us a story to tell. And every child of God, your story is your testimony. Your story gonna help somebody else. This is what he said. He said, many will hear it and will trust in the Lord. Y'all, the reason why some people don't come to church, you don't want to tell them the story. You want to act like you've been saved all your life. I'm going to say this and leave you alone. Uh, I, I was reading as I was preparing. I was talking about this man. I think his name was Sam Hamblin uh, back in the 1940s. He said he went to a Billy Graham crusade. Uh, and He used to drink and smoke and all of that stuff. He was in Hollywood. He went to a Billy Graham crusade. And at the Billy Graham crusade, he got saved. Stopped drinking. So one day in Hollywood, he was good friends with John Wayne. They went to a, a, 